0: So, what's trending? Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with
1: Timory on Relevant Radio.
0: And a hearty good evening to you all, and welcome to Trending with Timory. My name is Patrick Conley, sitting in for Timory as she is away on maternity leave. And, you know, there's much joy in welcoming a new baby into the world, and also a fair amount of responsibility, too. I'm sure Timory values your prayers for her and her family. Thanks so much for continuing to uphold them all in prayer. In addition to parenting, being a wife or a husband alone, you know, that brings much joy and much responsibility. And Thursdays are traditionally dedicated to marriage here on Trending. And tonight is no exception. Whether you've been married for many years or just a few, maybe you're soon to be married or you're hoping to be married, or perhaps you're a single person just wanting to uphold and strengthen good and godly marriages around you, Tonight's show seeks to add encouragement, help, and hope to living out your calling. As for me, my wife and I have been married for over 23 years now, and although we've had our share of the struggles and challenges that life inevitably brings, the joy and peace of loving and confiding in Jesus and in one another, that really far exceeds those rocky times, and they've given us the strength to navigate those times. But I will say that trusting in Jesus and each other that doesn't mean that we can neglect the other parts of our lives that factor into our relationships, right? In fact, it means that we need to pay greater attention to them. I'm thinking of things like managing our schedules and developing good communication skills, tending to our individual spiritual lives, seeing to our physical health, and taking care of our mental health as well. All of these things, they play into our lives of faith. And that last aspect, really seeking or looking after our mental health, is in particular why I'm so excited to welcome our guests to the show tonight. Pat and Kenna Millay bring their love for people and the church to their work supporting mental health, faith, and families. They met at the University of Notre Dame where they both receive degrees in theology, among other things. Kenna is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and Pat is a speaker, musician, leader, and former youth minister. God bless him for that. They recently co-founded the Martin Center for Integration, an organization supporting the integration of mental health and faith. And they co-host a podcast called This Whole Life. They have been married for 13 years, and they live in West St. Paul, Minnesota, with their seven, count them, seven children. Pat and Kenna, welcome to the program.
2: Hey, Patrick, good to talk to you. How are
0: you? Yeah, I'm doing well tonight. its uh, it, We got a little bit of snow last night over here in central Wisconsin. Did you get any there in the Twin Cities?
1: Yeah, today we did, which is the delight of our children, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Um, it is a good day for our five-year-old when he wakes up to freshly fallen snow. <laughs>
0: okay, but did you have a snow day? That's the that's the question.
1: Oh no 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 no, <laughs> not so lucky. <laughs>
0: Just
2: a snowy day with a yeah, snowy, uh, you know yes. the annoying variety, not the snow day which our children love. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, fantastic. The uh, the uh, five year old got to rejoice, perhaps, but uh, yeah, um, when the kids go slogging off to school in the midst of uh, a downpour of snow, that's always that's kind of the worst because you always want to hear that. Oh no, school's been canceled, right? Anyway, well, I'm delighted to have you on the program. We've spoken many times in the past, and uh, you've appeared on the show that I host for the Archdiocese of Saint Paul, Minneapolis. Practicing Catholic, can be found over at practicingcatholicshow.com, and we have a great podcasted interview with the two of you on that. But uh, I, I'm delighted to have you here on Trending as well, especially on a marriage night. Um, maybe just start out by introducing us a little bit to yourselves, and if it's not too invasive, it's not if it's not too personal, can you just run us through how the two of you met? I mean, you met at Notre Dame, but was there any special kind of a, a meet-cute, as they say, you know, that the two of you met? <laughs> Eyes meeting across a crowded room, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, it's a fun story in that um, we both were, yeah, friends, acquaintances through school, through student government, um, and truly, really, at the same time, one day, it was that turnaround and go, who is that guy? (laughs) Um, I've I've never seen that attractive man before. Um, And, you know, come to find it's my friend of four years, um, who suddenly the lights came on for me. And I realized what an incredible man of God and good looking trumpet playing, you know, bar dancing kind of guy he was. Um, So yeah, it was, um, it was the friendship that flourished into dating um, and it, we really didn't look back. I mean, once we turned the corner um, mm. into more than friends, uh, so to say, like um, we really never looked back. So, um, continued to support each other in ministry. Um, one of the things we've been talking about lately is as we shift our focus, our work focus, um, how our nights are becoming um, more free of the regular mm. commitment. Of parish life ministry and um, how that's never happened in the history of our time together, um, we've always worked nights. Um, so yeah, that kind of has tracked our, our relationship, the parish yeah. ministry life. Oh,
2: well, that's pretty sweet. sweet. I, I, was, I like that. I was, uh, I was speaking this weekend and uh, was telling a group about the first time that we met, and it was like like kind of described. It was in the student government building at Notre Dame. Uh, we were both involved in student government, and it was it was. I was thinking back on it in the terms of this talk, but it was—it's this really beautiful vision of providence uh, to me that that you never could have convinced me five minutes after we met in passing did not have an immediate friendship or you know any kind of follow up from that. Uh, not sparks flying, no like right, right at
0: the, Okay, all right. Yep, fair enough. Yeah,
2: right. I mean, she she seemed very friendly, lovely, pretty, and we both just moved on amiably. So it was. It was fine. And I, I, you, I had no inkling that that woman would be my beautiful bride and would bear seven amazing children and we would share uh, ownership of a 12-passenger van, right? Like, that didn't cross my mind in 2003. So it's it just God has plans that are, are bigger and more hilarious than I could ever imagine. And it's a, it's a pretty great adventure.
0: I don't doubt but what uh, bigger and more hilarious. that's a, that's a great way of describing it. and i am I am so grateful that you said it. Um, if for people who are unfamiliar with Pat just having heard some of his talks, I mean, he does integrate humor so well. and i'm I'm looking forward to hearing more of that tonight. by the way. that's that's great. But uh, maybe that's one of the things I would like to talk about um what now, after thirteen years of of marriage, um, some of the things that you've seen as key aspects in marriage. Now, of course, um, it oftentimes comes up with uh, when you're asking single people, like, uh, you know, what do you look for in someone else? They'll say sense of humor um, is something good. But I, I wanted to ask the Malays. So, Kenna and Pat has how has a sense of humor played into your marriage and the successful navigation of your marriage?
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Such an asset. Um, And as you pointed out very aptly, Patrick, like Pat is the bearer of the sense of humor and he draws me into it. It's such a gift um, that he can see the levity in a situation. Um, Our life is almost constant chaos like i don't think that's overstating it oh it is it is a um as one of my uncles said life is a series of logistical choices and challenges (laughs) and that is what it is when you have you know seven kids 12 and under um in a business you know with with employees that you're trying to support so um so yeah so pat being able to Um, remind us, like, not to take ourselves too seriously, um, not to hold tight, you know, to the moment, um, as chaotic, as frenzied, or as upsetting as it is. Um, and yeah, that, that sense of detachment that I think sense of humor, um, brings with it is great for this life that we're living, um, to let those, yeah, harried moments pass us by, um, so that we can receive the next good thing, which really is, you know, just about, just about to happen. So, Um, Yeah, that's a gift that Pat brings. I don't. I don't know that I can claim so much (laughs) as a contribution I make to this marriage. You're kind of a straight woman, huh? I really am. I really am. If you're friends with Temper, means I am a choleric and a melancholic through
0: and through. yeah. Uh huh. Right. I, I get that. So, so Pat, do you do you? I'm I'm guessing Pat, you take advantage of this. Like you you play into that. My wife is a melancholic as well, and so it's fun. It's fun to play that off of her.
2: Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I bring the sanguine, that's for sure. It's, uh, <laughs> there's nothing that can't be a party, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so it, it is really, uh, it, it's, a, it's a joy um, to bring the levity and to be someone for whom humor comes really naturally. It's nice to hear Kenna say that, actually. I think I am hilarious, but <laughs> our children at times disagree. So to know that Kenna sees it my way is really... Um, that's helpful for me. Thank you, babe. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it really is. It, it, I, there are ways that it actually is similar to some of the youth ministry experiences that I had uh, in my previous vocational career. Um, that uh, lots of uh, a great youth minister that I knew um, and that I worked with really closely was very adamant that in the course of a beautiful, faith filled, uh, say, retreat experience or a conference or something like that, um, where the most important things are non-negotiably the Mass and adoration and confession Mm -hmm. and opportunities for deep prayer and deep connection with others, she was adamant that you have got to find time to laugh at a thing like that, Mm -hmm. that that the, the depth of the sacraments and the depth of connection with God can't find root as deeply if we're not able to laugh and to rejoice and to be people of joy acted out in real time. So we would throw in a ridiculously dumb skit, you know, between confession and prayer time, just to to lighten the mood, to break the tension, to give everyone a chance to breathe for a second and then get back to to reality. And um, I I found that a lot of marriage as well, that there's a lot of heavy and sometimes really difficult things in marriage. And that can become really overwhelming unless Mm. we kind of have mandatory fun time at certain points in the marriage, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I get that. It sounds like a patron saint of yours might be St. Philip Neri, the uh, patron saint of joy and humor and that Amen. sort of thing. Amen. Yep. Yeah. Him and yep. St.
2: Lawrence. Yeah, those are my boys.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Turn me over. I'm done on this side, right? Yeah. Very good. I love it. Okay. I, uh, well, I'm grateful to hear you say that. And I got to say that even looking at your websites for the Martin Center for Integration and the This Whole Life podcast, which we will get into, Uh, In just a moment here, but uh, just to see it, it just your pictures, even they just are the joy is effusive. I I can see just through the pictures. So that's a wonderful thing and a great element. As you said, Uh, I know just recently, a friend of mine was saying um, when life is at its most stressful, that's when you need to be reminded um, that there is humor in life. There is joy to be had in life. So Wonderful. Whether it's dad humor, <laughs> a dad who thinks himself hilarious, or whatever it is, yeah. Um, well, I think Absolutely. it goes. I think it goes without saying that um, that the sense of humor, as I said, that there are many elements to uh, a good marriage as well. Um, now, you made the transition then from being um, just the two of you to having kids, of being parents, and I want to ask how your life changed when that happened, if you can reflect just a little bit on what what elements changed for the better or maybe as a challenge to um, your relationship with one another, specifically your relationship as husband and wife, when kids started to enter the picture.
2: I remember my, my first two reflections, um, one of them being my relationship with God and one being my relationship with Kenna. Um, I remember I was Traveling somewhere to speak, and I can't remember where, but I was in the Atlanta airport, and I remember talking to a college friend, probably maybe a month or two after our oldest had been born, and I remember explaining to him this new reflection that I had come up with that if if I look at this little child and I love her that much, it gave me this really um, uh, amazing perspective into God the Father's love for me and for us, and the way that God looks at at us that. If me, you know, fallen, broken sinner Pat can love someone this much, then uh, I can't fathom or begin to fathom God the Father's perfect, inescapable, unrelenting love for me. Um, so I think that was that was the first reflection, and that that certainly led me to a deeper sense of my call to love Kenna as well, which I already understood to an extent, but it uh, was even more motivated maybe after coming to, to realize that relationship with God. And then I think with um, with our marriage, it was really uh, beautiful and interesting in some ways. I know that um, uh, I, I kind of had a, an immediate reaction, reaction in two directions. One of them was this intense sense of appreciation and love and gratitude for Kenna. And there were things about Kenna that I never would have known if I didn't see her as a mom. So, being able to watch her love and serve and give. And that was just during pregnancy. And then the baby was born and then she Mm -hmm. was loving, serving and giving to a whole new level. Um, That that gave me a whole new sense of appreciation for for this new facet of the woman I loved that I had never seen before or had that perspective before. Um, And it brought along with it at times uh, the particular challenge of having to constantly choose to be on the same team, that the the, the two of us as husband and wife had to constantly have conversations and sometimes disagreements that came back to the point that we are in this together, we're teammates, we have the same mission, um, that a child adds a whole lot of demands and a whole lot of uh, uh, responsibilities. And there can be that temptation sometimes, especially in the midst of disagreement, to look at a spouse and think, well, clearly they don't see it my way. So I'm on my own team in this little project here that is a baby, you know, and it couldn't be farther from the truth. So it was helpful for me to get back to the reality of, all right, no matter when we disagree, we are always and forever teammates. So how can we connect and work together uh, in the midst of this new, amazing call? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Kenna, how about you? Any, um, yeah. yeah reflections?
1: Um a little, a little simpler, a little more singular in that um, it just made my laser focus, um, yeah, it, it gave me laser focus, I suppose, on the mission of like, what is my job to, um, you know, to love this soul so that it would like thirst for heaven, um, you know, this um, child that I've been gifted. And then certainly, like Pat said, kind of that reflection comes around and it deepens toward my spouse. Um, I, whenever I ask our kids to do something that they don't want to do, which is only like 73 times a day, um, I say to them, like, (laughs) you remember the rules, you remember the rules? And they're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, the number one rule is like mom's job is to get you to heaven. And then the second job is to keep you healthy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So healthy and safe. So, you know, usually the thing I'm asking falls into one of those two categories. Um, and so it really, um, simplified my life. It became this litmus test of, you know, this thing that I'm trying to make room for on my calendar or this thing that I'm trying to find money for in our budget. Like how does it serve that singular purpose of getting our family to heaven, you know, raising a family of saints. Um, and so it simplifies it in certain ways and then it definitely intensified. I mean, the, the weight of the responsibility and you know, the gravity of this mission, um, definitely came screaming home to me, you know, the more I pondered that and prayed with that. Um, So double-edged sword there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I can appreciate that. And then as more and more children came into the picture, and Kenna, you said earlier, constant chaos, you can pretty assuredly say that. Now, I have to, this is the disclaimer from my end, that my wife and I, we have Lots of kids in our lives um, as a Catholic school principal and as a DRE for a parish, but um, we don't have them in our home. We haven't been blessed with children of our own. But I know many parents who say that there was a time when the addition of just one more kid was it was kind of an exponentially greater task, like it just blew things out of the water. I had a dear friend who he said, he reflected having one kid was like having one kid. Having two kids was like having two kids. And then his wife gave birth to twin boys. And he said, "Having four kids was like having nine kids." <laughs> and so that's. Kind of, and I'm just, I'm just wondering, um, it, it kind of maybe to you first. Do you remember a time like that? Was there a time when the addition of this additional child it just kind of blew everything up in a in an exponential way?
1: Well, yeah. If you're, if you're really ready for us to be vulnerable and transparent, <laughs> um, I can I can tell you a story or four. But um, no, so so um, I, I remember you know, Pat and I talking and praying after our fourth was born, um, mm-hmm. about Pat's desire for us to be open to another baby. And I said to him, We were um on a trip for a friends letting out in Malibu of all places, <laughs> away from our children, um, in in yeah, the hills of California, and he was just playing to me this deep desire he had and I said, But babe, like we've got this under control. Like we know we've got four like we know what we're doing now. Like, I, I think we've got this, you know, the, the market cornered. And he said, just just one more. I kid you not, we had identical twins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, so you and know then, this.
1: And, and then had um, our, set, so that's five and six, girls five and six. And then our seventh was born less than a year after our twins. Oh, so we man. had three babies in a year wow. during the pandemic. It was really special. Um, and so, yes, this exponential that you talk about and a girlfriend of mine, when I was relaying the story to her, I I don't know if she came up with this or she heard it from someone, but they said, always have one more than you think you can handle. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) and, and what I'm learning is there is this deep humility in the chaos. Um, poverty of spirit is something that has really, Mm. um, sown Mm. deep, deep roots into my heart in this season of life. Um, because I'm aware of my limitations, um, and it, it humbles me <laughs> every mm-hmm. hour on the hour. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'm speaking with Pat and Kenna Malay of the Martin Center for Integration into the This Whole Life podcast, which, uh, you know what, we want to get into, and I will do that, but first um, we need to take a short break. Um, so there's there's lots more to talk about here on Trending with Timory with my guests, Pat and Kenna Malay, as we're focusing in on marriage for Thursday on Trending with Timory. We'll be right back right after these short messages.
2: You're listening to Trending with Timree, where you can discuss what matters most to you, Join the conversation, 888-914-9149.
0: And welcome back to Trending with Timmery. My name is Patrick Conley sitting in for Timmery on this Thursday evening where we are focusing in on marriage. My guests this evening are Pat and Kenna Malay who bring their love for people and the church to their work supporting mental health, faith, and families. And uh, they've just been sharing some some joyful and very very uh, insightful parts of what it means to be married, what it means to be husband and wife, and what it means to be parents as well. So, uh, if you do, if you would like to chat with them, ask them a question from to draw from their experience. Uh, to, please do give us a call. Join the conversation. 888 9149 You're very welcome. Um, but I want to get into uh, this, this Martin Center for Integration. Now, this was a, this was a brainchild of yours. And uh, Ken, I know you are a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, but how did this come together? I mean, what, where, where was the genesis of this idea uh, for the Martin Center uh, for Integration?
2: So it came out of a lot of, a lot of conversations, uh, over the course of years in a lot of discernment and trying to listen to the Holy Spirit about where we were being led as a family and in service to the church and the world. Um, both of us had worked in parish ministry, uh, me longer than Kenna, and then she transitioned into, uh, marriage and family therapy. So this past Easter of 22, um, it kind of culminated in a Holy Spirit novena that we did together. Uh, in discernment in every different direction. We just kind of put everything about our life on the table, said, Lord, do what you want with it. Um, If, you know, if you want us to move, we'll move. If you want us to uh, have our kids go to different schools, we'll do that. Uh, If you want us to homeschool, we'll do that. Um, And we, you know, good news, bad news. The good news is that a lot of our current life was confirmed as being going down the right path. Um, Mm. And the bad news is that I was wrong because i had told kenna that we ought never to work together because it's because i love you too much to work with you and (laughs) vice versa and it turns out that god had better plans and Hmm. uh, we were led in this direction so she forever had been um had this dream of a catholic mental health facility clinic something like that um and uh, that was kind of where the dream began because around Easter during the Snow Bean, it was the first time that I felt the call to, to join her in that mission. Um, I was always supportive of it. She was going to be amazing whether I was involved or not, but it was the first time that I, I got the sense that it was something that I was called to join in as well. Because um, we really saw, we've seen a lot in, in our own personal experience, a lot in our ministry experience of the ways that. Our beautiful Catholic faith can be at times uh, held as distinct from good, sound mental health resources. Right. uh, That, you know, the the, the mental health field out in the nation tends to be exceptionally secular and at times openly hostile to faith, especially Catholicism. Um, So a good Catholic looking for sound mental health care sometimes really struggles to find a, a, a place that will... Uh, be attentive to their soul as well as their mind. And then, unfortunately, in the church, there are, at times, really good, very loving, very faithful people who, um, maybe without meaning to do so, will discredit the value of good mental health care for the sake of maybe over-spiritualizing mental health struggles. You know, Mm. we've talked to dozens and dozens of people over the past year who have said things like, you know, they were told in the course of losing their husband or going through miscarriage or struggles in their marriage, well, all you need to do is pray about it more. And, Mm. you know, clearly you haven't surrendered that to Jesus in adoration. And so what we felt the call to do is to step into the middle of that and hopefully be a voice that says, please continue to pray. (laughs) Please go to adoration. The more the better. Absolutely. Surrender your whole being to Christ. And also God has put legitimate and beautiful resources in our lives to care for your mind. So a therapist may be in order as well as a deep prayer life.
0: Mm-hmm. Ken, I want to hear from you on this, on this as well, but I just want to interject here and say that an- yet another reason why I, I can sense the joy and the strength in your marriage is I, I heard Pat say right near the beginning of that answer, I was wrong. <laughs> and I think as as husbands, we uh, we have to learn this uh, this phrase. It's it's tough. It's I want to say it's hard. It's hard to say it, but Pat, you did it. You I did said a fine other job, too,
2: Patrick. And, and that's <laughs> the line you grab onto. That's fine. Okay. All right. No. Webinar
0: for- uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, no, I, you absolutely did say other things, and, and you're absolutely right. And that's what I tried to hint at it in my opening to the show is that, yes, we can, we can either run the risk of, um, kind of going the, too far one way or the other, too far into a highly secularized portion of mental health care or a hyper-spiritualized hyper, hyper uh, kind of look at uh, some of these things while ignoring the resources that we have for mental health. So, Kenna, over to you. Where where did this idea germinate in your own mind and heart?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like so many good ideas, they come from this experience. It was in my own search for sound mental health care. When I needed resources and skills someone to sort through, you know, the tangles of life with. Um, and found myself wanting, um, that this desire to, um, create a place where people could receive comprehensive care, you know, whether it be marriage therapy, child play therapy, family therapy and reconciliation of relationships. Um, so that dream honestly has been with me ever since I did back to school, which was 12 years ago now, maybe. Um, and, um, yeah, that I knew, um, along with it, I also knew, um, that I wanted to supervise, that I wanted to help form, um, other clinicians to, Mm -hmm. you know, bring together what I had learned through my master's in theology at Notre Dame, and then my master's in marriage family therapy at St. Mary's, um, you know, to draw those together and to share that with others who perhaps um, hadn't yet done the work of the integration on a theoretical level. Mm-hmm. Um, so the NCI strives not only to provide care, but also to help form clinicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew particularly that piece that if I was going to step away from maybe more of the direct clinical care of seeing clients myself to take time to form others, that I would need PATH partnership um, to run this business. And so you know, while the dream has been on my heart for a long time, it wasn't until he gave his yes um almost a year ago um that we could really start to make plans. And um, I remember calling my spiritual director um to you know share this with him and to ask for his prayers and to get his feedback about it. And um originally, I just we just talked about a clinic. um and he said, Ken, I think you got to go back and and really be generous with the Lord, and and let Him draw big, bright, bold pictures for you of what He wants. And that's when the other elements of speaking and training, and as well as the podcast, um, this desire we had to make, um, you know, the, the the messages we wanted to share about mental health and faith available not just to the limited number of clients who would come into the office, but you know, through the podcast, through speaking and training, to reach many more many more people. Um, so yeah. And again, none of that, um, without Pat, because as you can already tell, like he really brings a fire when it comes to the speaking, the training and the podcasting. Yeah, um, yeah. so we call it our eighth child for a reason. Uh, it's a mm. beautiful blend of our gifts.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that you both use the phrase, the, the common mission that you have as, as husband and wife and as parents and that's really i think that is one thing that we all have to keep in mind as as regular practicing catholics that when the lord calls us into these these states in life of being husband and wife being parents that sort of thing that a vocation always has a mission right i mean that's that's he calls us for a reason for something that he seeks to do in and through us and uh I, I just think looking at the Martin Center for Integration, uh, hearing about it, having heard about it, looking at your website, that sort of thing. It's a it's a great addition, and it seems to be a great resource for the church for Catholics, um, specifically. And as as it's as you do, as you provide counseling and podcasting, like you said, speaking, training, presentations. That address mental health and spiritual needs, and uh, yeah. So, what kind of uh, is there any kind of limitation on the types of people that your services are tailored for, Pat?
2: No, um, not at all. I, there, um, there's a, a definite uh, driving focus on spiritual, mental, and physical integration in everything that we do, but that is. Um, From our perspective, that's the way that we feel called to serve through the Martin Center. Um, Anyone who can benefit from that type of care is more than welcome in our office, in our sessions, uh, as podcast listeners. Um, We certainly have people who have benefited from the work of the Lord through the Martin Center who are from all walks of life, all different backgrounds. Uh, I was just with a group over the weekend, uh, an ecumenical Christian group, that um, a, a good number of the folks there were Catholic, but they were folks from uh, every other denomination that you can probably imagine. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it's our firm belief, and it's been confirmed in a lot of different ways, that that the truth of this uh, integrate integra- integrative, that's a word, right? Sure. The truth of this message of <laughs> it <is> integration, now. <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> it's just, uh, it, it's incarnational. So, Mm. It's not merely what we believe as Catholics, although it is certainly that it is also ingrained into our being as human, that it's mm-hmm. just who we are. So um, anybody can benefit from this um, and maybe Catholics can understand some of the language, some of the approach a little bit more clearly, but there are definitely benefits here for uh, for any human.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's great. And I, I love the breadth of the uh, the target there as well. And so you, you've mentioned it a few times, but we, of course, we need to tie in to this whole life podcast. So was this always, Kenna, was this always meant to be part of the Martin Center that you were going to do podcasting?
1: No. I mean, again, this is, you know, just the providential way the Lord unfolded this plan for us. So Originally, when we had a more narrow focus on, okay, a clinic, we want to train clinicians, we want to be a place for, you know, the young and the old and everybody in between to receive sound care, integrated care. And Pat said, well, how are we going to let the world know about this message? Because this, this is kind of new, Kenna, like this isn't the typical psychotherapy, you know, mission, agenda. Um, and so he said, what if we do, you know, a couple of podcast episodes where we can introduce the clinicians and we could talk a bit about our approach and our values and our vision. Um, and before we knew it, um, it had really taken off into realizing, like, this is actually a highly accessible um, means of of disseminating this information. And mm-hmm. it would be more than, it needs to be more than promoting the MCI's clinical services, um, there's just a lot that we want to share, and um, we want people to have access to it um, mm-hmm. as quickly and as often and, um, yeah, as they can. So, no, the podcast was not always the dream. Um, I actually, to be totally honest, the speaking and training, the podcasting, it's not my favorite part. Um, <laughs> I kind of Pat and I joke behind closed doors that, like, I do it because no one else that I know of is doing it. And so until like, the Lord calls someone to take my spot in it, all right, I'll share the message. Um, but um, I much prefer the one-on-one, you know, the intensity of a therapy session. Um, yeah. The speaking and training, the stage, all of that, the mic, um, not my jam so much, um, but I really do. I, I feel like it is a message that um, God has put on my heart and he has let me live out. Um, the goodness of it, and so I, I got to share it.
0: <laughs> well, now you say that you said you said that behind closed doors, but you realize now with the thousands of listeners to our program tonight on Turning <laughs> with as yes, you know,
1: I around the world, you just said it, you just admitted it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but Kenna, we are grateful that you took to the mic tonight to join us because you have so much to offer. Again, my guests tonight are Pat and Kenna Malay. Um, part of the, or they are the founding uh, couple behind the Martin Center for Integration as well as the This Whole Life podcast. And you know what? I want to get into uh, this whole life podcast. There's some fantastically tantalizing episodes on here, and I want to unpack that a little bit more. But first, uh, again, we're going to take a short break. We're going to, um, you know, uh, have a little bit of a breather here but when we come back we're going to get into some of the episodes here and more advice on being uh for healthy mentally healthy uh, marriages and kids we're going to get get to that right after this so stay with us here on Trending with Timory. we'll be right back Trending with Timory, where you can discuss what matters most to you. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Welcome back to Trending with Timory. My name is Patrick Conley. Sitting in for Timory tonight, grateful to Producer and Patrick Alog, who's manning the phones for us tonight. And my guests are Pat and Kenna Malay of the Martin Center for Integration and the This Whole Life podcast. Grateful to be speaking with you the two of you tonight and there's so many things that we could talk about here, but um, if you could if you could just uh, say that there's there's one kind of central concept or feature um, that really everything boils down to or comes to, what would you say? I mean, is there something like that when it comes to mental health and faith and marriage and family?
2: Yeah, there, in the work that both of us have done um, ministry-wise and then certainly uh, educated by a lot of Ken's clinical background and education in psychology and, and therapy, it, it it's brought us back to this one key point that kind of collects everything. You know, there there are tendencies in marriage to um, focus on a lot of different things that ought to be good. And they're the kinds of things that people focus on when they're engaged. You know, things like we need to be good at communication. Uh, we certainly need to have a, a, a good faith life and, and a prayer life that is uh, praying together and supporting one another. We need to be able to, to parent well and to identify our values clearly so that we can be on the same page. Uh, we need to work together on finances. But the, the more that we talked with others and the more that we kind of considered in our own lives, it all comes down to this idea of connection with mm. my spouse, that mm. all of those things are expressions of the ways that I desire to be connected to my bride. I want to be known. I want to know her more deeply every day. I want to be loved. I want to grow in love for her. that um when when there is a breakdown in communication, the reason that that feels unsettling and produces anxiety in me is because it, it makes me a little bit scared that maybe I don't have the connection that I desire, that, that there, there's something in our connection that's missing. Um, when we're not on the same page about finances or about our kids' activities or even just something as simple as we miscommunicate on the schedule – and one of us forgets to pick up something that we said we would, those are all really minor ways that we feel the itch of, man, I really just desire deeper connection with you, my spouse. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we, we all seek intimacy with the Lord, and so our intimacy in our marriage is just one beautiful expression, the most beautiful expression for us folks who are called to marriage, of how we live out that intimacy in a human relationship.
0: Very good. How about you, Kenna? And would you agree with that? Is connection kind of a a central, if not the central issue?
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm thinking of it more from the the clinical perspective, of course. I see um, couples, unfortunately, often at their worst. Um, And Mm. um, so one of the things that we work really hard on is how can you, pardon me, I'm getting over a cold, um, how can you um, slow down what's going on between the two of you so that connection can rise to the top as your priority um, you know I can think in our in our own life again I'm just gonna use us as an example um, in total humility and vulnerability here but we were arguing last week <laughs> and
0: cherish um, the thought <laughs> what and, this uh, happens
1: I, I know. in the Malay
0: household <laughs> okay
1: no, yeah, no, you guys. <laughs>
0: um,
1: how it doesn't happen more often maybe is <laughs> like what I want to know um, with all of that going on but um, but we were having an argument, and the kids had gone to bed. And, um, and when I say argument, you know, there, there's not like yelling and things of that nature, but it is tense, and we are displeased with each other. And we were sitting on the couch, and Pat had kind of, you know, shared with me so calmly, so um, just really articulated himself well um, with his clear, objective behavioral request of change from me. And I was. I was so angry, Mm -hmm. felt like Mm -hmm. his request was unjust. I mean, I just, I was was so angry. And he was waiting for a response from me. And I said, Pat, I cannot, I cannot honestly, sincerely say that my number one desire right now is to be connected to you. I need a minute. Mm -hmm. And we had to take time to let things cool off. Um, I think we eventually, I was like, can you just pray for us? Cause this is really not working for me. Um, and so he, he did, he led us in prayer. And the whole time he was praying, I think I was explaining to the Lord why I was right and he was wrong. But at the end of the prayer, I was able to finally um, come to this place of your rights. I, I do desire to be connected to you. I can hear what you're saying. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't get to also have upset feelings. It doesn't mean that I don't also get to have a request for change. Um, but if, if there's not a right order of wanting communion with Him, um, then no, you know, no attempt at finances or scheduling, certainly conflict resolution, um, is going to be fruitful.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a keen insight right there. And this is perhaps a little you know variations on a theme here. But uh, one of the phrases that my wife and I like to uh, like to talk about. Uh, frequently or we like to throw around frequently is to one another is I love you all the time. And I like you most of the time. That's, that's kind of how we put it. That There's a, there's an element of, uh, (laughs) there's an element of, I I am, I am dedicated to you and I am dedicated to you and, and, you know, willing the best for you that, uh, that deep sense of love and care that's there. But but that doesn't mean, like you said, Kenna, that doesn't mean that I'm always going to feel like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on cloud nine every time I'm around you. And um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, that would Pat be an unrealistic like,
1: expectation for sure. <laughs>
0: that would be that would be Pat and Kenna. And by the way, um, you know we have some we have some commonality there. Pat, you and I share a same first name, and Kenna, K E N N A. Um, you you share a nearly a first name with my life, my wife, Kendra, K E N D R A. And so oh um, yeah, that's uh, that's really good. And so, uh, yeah, we'll have to get together for drinks or something. And, by the way, in case people Absolutely. just want to search on, do a Google search for Pat and Ken and Malay, your last name is M-I-L-L-E-A. And uh, so there's just a, uh, that's, that's cool, but I'm guessing that there's a better way to get in touch with the Martin Center for Integration and for the, this whole life podcast. So uh, you want to share some websites with us?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Um, you can reach us at martincenterforintegration.com. Uh, don't be confused. We are not the Martin family. We are the Malay family. Uh, our <laughs> business takes its patronage from the Martin family of Saint Therese of the and yeah. her parents Louis and Zelly. Um, so you can reach out at Martin Center for Integration dot com, and uh, you can reach us via the podcast either on Instagram at This Whole Life Podcast or at This dot com.
0: Yeah, and that that comes up right away as uh, when I searched it on my pro- podcasting platform, uh, it comes up right away. Now, just um, in the last uh, few minutes of the show here, I want to I want to get into a little bit more about the about the podcast specifically um, because there's some great uh, I've I've listened some, but I haven't hit all the episodes yet. And I know people have different strategies when it comes to taking on a new podcast. Do you start with the most recent episode, or you go and pick one that sounds intriguing, or do you start from the very beginning? So I'm wondering. Uh, if you could recommend, uh, how would you recommend that people start uh, in, listening to this whole life podcast?
2: <laughs> well, it depends on who I'm talking to. If I'm talking to uh, thousands of listeners, of
0: those... Pat, around the world, thanks to the relevant radio <laughs> app, <laughs> right? Okay. Anyway, yes.
2: Well, to 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 any of those thousands of listeners who are 17 year old high school boys. I would start with the mental health in the Marvel Cinematic Universe episode that uh, we did with a good priest friend of ours, Father Nathan Le Liberté. Um It's okay, a 51-year-old 51,
0: 51 year old men listen to that too, right? I mean, cuz that's next I mean, up on my list, I'm sure.
2: A 40-year-old man and a 30-something-year-old priest were the two uh guys geeking out about the MCU <laughs> on the podcast tells you that yes, all are welcome, <laughs> no judgment at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Very good. For anyone who's not in that particular demographic, I would say as someone who, uh, you know, is, is not on the inside track in some of the clinical lingo here, there's not a bad place to start for sure. But the first three episodes in particular, we scripted out intentionally to kind of lay the foundation for mm. what this work of integration even looks like, that yeah. um, our mind, our body, our soul, they're all interconnected. They all make up one human person. So what does it mean? that God has a loving plan for my mind. What does it mean that God desires for me to be mentally healthy and that there are things that he puts in my life to support my mental health so that I can be holy and happy and healthy internally and in my relationship. So starting the, starting at the beginning is probably um, a great way to, to just start things off.
0: Okay, very good. Kenna, any favorite uh, episodes and from, from your perspective yet?
1: You know, um, I would say the managing family relationships, which we released um, just prior to Thanksgiving um, this past year, was is my favorite because it's it's my bread and butter. It's about family systems. and it's about the um, always tricky um, never you know never perfect never there, there isn't an exact right answer on how we transition from our family of origin. Um, to our family of creation, you know, with our spouse, with any children, with a new circle of friends. Um, So I love that. I I think it's also a message that isn't heard maybe in other places. Um, It's particular to the field of marriage and family therapy. And then actually, Pat just finished editing this weekend's episode um, on grief. And Mm. um, it's very personal to me. It's probably the most vulnerable episode we've recorded yet. So I'm looking forward to the conversations that it will open up um, with our listeners and um with my clients, um that comes out this sunday, uh, mm. january twenty second
0: wonderful, wonderful. and a, and a very needed thing. And that's one of the things too that um and we could spend another hour talking about it. We got the family Rosary across America that's going to boot us off here in about five minutes. but that and that's of obviously of greater importance. But, you know, um we can we can talk about that because i was I was thinking about that specifically. Um, Some, you know, there's there's times of grief in all of our lives. And that can be that can be really hard, especially if it, you know, if it is losing a loved one or something along those lines. Um, it can really affect us, maybe even in ways that we wouldn't even necessarily perceive right at the outset. So um, maybe just a little snapshot into that, since it's since it's just about to debut. I mean, is is uh, is are there ways of getting through grief in a good, healthy, and godly way? And uh, if so, can you give us a little teaser about what you talk about on the on the episode?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, to your question, for sure, there are ways to engage with grief. Um, and really, our premise on the podcast episode is that it is a way in which we can be drawn into deeper communion with the Lord. It can be something if we let it, it can be something that pulls us closer um, mm-hmm. to his most sacred heart. It, it allows us to taste um you know the reality of his of his sacrifice, of, of the way he grieves, you know for us um, when we turn from him. Um, so that experience of loss is rich, and that um, there is much to be gained from it. As difficult as it is to um, to face and to to really work with um, when it shows up, you know, can we welcome it? Um, can we trust that if God is with us, um, He will show us what He needs us to learn from it, um, and it can bring us into deeper communion with Him as a result. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, very true. Very true. Um, I'm. I'm grateful that, uh, that you're doing this and I can already think I'm, I'm compiling a list of people in my head that I'd like to send it to. And I got to say, just uh, I'm over, I'm over on the, the one of the podcasting platforms and looking at it. And at least on this, on this one, on the Apple podcast, cast platform, you have at least 80 friends because um, you've gotten 80 ratings <laughs> and every one of them is 5.0, 5.0 stars. I mean, that's so you're running a, you're running a perfect record over on the Apple podcast. So just so you know, that's a, uh, that's, a very you've got a good thing going on here um so in closing really
2: struggle with pride patrick don't <laughs>
0: <laughs> as my wife likes to say his head's big enough already which i do i have a rather large physical head but uh, anyway um uh just in closing uh, just anything i mean to go back to that whole issue of connection anything just in in 30 seconds or less from each one of you um what's what's one practical thing i can do to foster greater connection with my spouse
2: there's actually a, a prayer method that we picked up at a marriage retreat uh, about a couple years ago from a great priest, Father Scott Trainer in South Dakota, that is a great way of connecting with the Lord and each other. And it involves uh, listening to my spouse, hearing them share about their day, especially how they felt about the events of their day, and then immediately turning together to the Lord in prayer. And me, who has been listening to that, verbally praying out loud for my spouse to God. So I'm nice. not trying to fix anything. I'm not giving yep. advice. Um, I'm listening actively for the purpose of prayer, for lifting them up to our Father. Um, and then we switch. We, we switch roles. And then I get to tell her about my day, about my feelings, about my day. And she responds by bringing me to God and uh, asking for His blessing on me. And it's been such a beautiful way that a lot of families, ours included, has been blessed by intimacy with God and with one another.
0: Kenna, okay, we got about 15 seconds for a response from you as well.
1: Yeah, no, just that, um, that exact method that Pat's describing we used this past week after being apart for four days, and it mm. was um, such a rich way to re-enter into the marriage. Can't recommend it enough.
0: All right. Fostering Connection with Patton Martin Center MartinCenterForIntegration.com. And check, check out their podcast over at This Whole Life Podcast. I'm Patrick Conley. So grateful that you joined us here on Trending with Timmery. Family Rosary Across America is up next, so stay tuned. We'll see you next time.